Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Pundit is the football trivia game, ideal for the football head in your life. Every sale of Pundit using the code LIONS at checkout earns you a 10% discount plus a donation for the Lions Food Hub. Visit punditgames.co.uk to order your copy or visit at Pundit Games on Twitter. You're listening to Achtung Moore, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. Good afternoon and welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to Boxing Day Football here at the Den. Very swiftly on the heels of that ultra um, bleak 0-0 draw at uh, Stoke City last Saturday. Christmas Day is over. I hope you enjoyed your mince pies and your your stuffing, generally, dear listeners. But here we are back again at a sold-out Den, if you can believe that. We've not done very well in front of packed houses uh, for some time now at Millwall. But uh, today is a sellout. I read on, on social media, we're speaking ahead of today's London derby between Millwall and QPR. Does it feel like a London... It never does to me. This is never like playing um, a decent London derby. But anyway, here it is. It is a West London, uh, South East London derby. Today's team news. Four more changes. We are reshuffling the deck of cards yet again, hoping to find a winning combination. Joe Edwards has selected today. Um, Sarkicic in goal. Back three... Uh, back five. Three or five, whichever way you want to look at it. We've got Cooper, Harding and Leonard um, with Joe Bryan and Brooke Norton Cuffey in that floating kind of uh, forward wing-backy type role that the modern game produces so much. I'm going to go for a 5-2-1-2, but you could equally have it for 3-2-2-1-2. Or any, it actually sounds like a telephone number, doesn't it? Anyway, Cooper, Harding, Leonard, either side of them, Joe Bryan, good to see him make a start. Brooke Norton Cuffey um, in front of them. I'm going to go with Savile and George Honeyman. Duncan Watmore comes in, replacing uh, Zian Fleming, who's on the bench this afternoon. And up front, a very welcome start for Ida Murray Marku. Hello, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, how are you doing? That's all right, that's all right. Did you watch it on Saturday? Oh, mate. <laughs> that's all right. No, no, no. Anytime. I was going to talk to you. Sorry, interrupted there. Um, where was I? Uh, Imaku up front. He got that late, late chance against Stoke on Saturday, the one chance of the game, the one shot on target. Um, alongside Tom Bradshaw, a hard-working Tom Bradshaw. So um, that's an attacking lineup. I, I do approve of benching Zian Fleming. His form has been well. What's happened to Zian Fleming, dear listeners? I don't know. It's one of the going to be one of the great mysteries of our time. 
to what's become of him. Player of the season last year. Uh, but that's a fairly attacking lineup. Let's keep our fingers crossed. We need a win primarily this afternoon. We need a win. Performers can come in second behind three points for me this afternoon, dear listeners. Uh, we do have a three-point cushion after that draw on Saturday. QPR lost at the weekend. Um, so it's a big game, huge situation. Fingers crossed. If you've got any lucky heather, rabbit's feet, get them handy. Back when the teams come onto the pitch. Welcome, welcome. Listen, listeners, welcome as the two teams come out on the pitch. Queen's Park Rangers and Millwall. Queen QPR in their hoops. Tops, lines of course in dark blue and white. It's a fairly um, pleasant Boxing Day afternoon. One o'clock kickoff this afternoon. Clouds come over. It's quite sunny this morning, but it's not cold by any stretch of the imagination. This is a huge test. Make no bones about it for Joe Edwards. We've got to produce a performance, but more than that, we've got to get a win. Um, I'm just talking to some of the chaps up here in the group on stand. Uh, people have been saying it's not a six-pointer. I disagree profoundly with that. It is a, a six-pointer. Have a look at the league table. QPR currently three points below us in, in uh, the third relegation spot. The Lions somehow have scraped three points, cushion over them, given the low, recent performances. Um, so a win today opens up a six-point gap, but more than that, a psychological boost for which um, there's no real substitute. So we're going to see see how, how today pans out. I'm sat sitting in the group on stand. Um, apparently it's a sellout. There's quite a few blue seats knocking around the den. I'm squeezed in very tightly alongside a puffer jacket wearing gentleman from somewhere in Central Europe. But do I complain, listeners? Do I moan about it? Yes, I do. QPR, of course, managed by uh, Marty Sifuentes, who reminds me forever of uh, Sifuentes in NYPD Blue from the was he 1980s or 1990s. Great uh, New York-based TV detective series. Jimmy Smith's plays Sifuentes alongside um, Dennis something, who played Harl Bitten, Bronx, New York cop, Andy Sibovitz. A little bit of TV nostalgia for you there, dear listeners. So yeah, on my personal agenda this afternoon, three points, number one. Performance can come in a long way second, but let's hope for a bit more than the one shot on target we saw on uh, on Saturday versus Stoke. That chance falling, of course, to the rather unlucky Idamo Mark, who's making a start today. I think that's justified. Bring a bit of pace up front. Let's see what we're going to get. Looks like Mill will be attacking the QPR end in the first half, as per the teachings of the Venerable Bede, writing in 9th century England. What more to kick us off? And away we go. Football comes thick and fast this time of the year. We're back here again on Friday night. Um, Norwich City at home. Then, of course, we travel to Bristol City on the 1st, which is Sunday. So, yeah, thick and fast football. It's um, a packed schedule over Christmas, crucial part of the football season. And this is the start officially of the second half of the of the campaign. So um, all those uh, we're not in trouble merchants knocking around. Uh, we need to get away fast. We're using the early part of this 23-game stretch now because those games go quickly. And yes, we will be in trouble if we don't get start getting points fairly soon, in my opinion. Joe Bryan there. I thought he came on, looked the part. Every time he's appeared since his return from injury, how fragile is he? That's that's going to be the question. This is Brook Norton Cuffey over on the right. Early 4A forwards for the Millwall. What more checks? Cuts inside. He's got a shot that's in, onto the pink clad goalkeeper. 
on target but no power. About two minutes into proceedings, dear listeners. QPR playing the ball out in the modern style. Millwall pressing them in the modern style. We win the ball back. I don't fully get this playing out from the back business, but there we are. We're profiting from this. This is Norton Cuffey over on the right side. His cross is deflected. That's one of the features of Saturday, I thought, the poor quality of our crossing through the whole game. I'm hoping that's something with whatever time they do get on the Calmont pitch that we work on because there's no evidence of it on Saturday. Every cross seemed to be hitting the first defender. I think a few have joined us from the pub. It's, it's filled up quite, quite quickly. There's quite a few seats in the Dockers stand that are unfilled. I think a few have stayed in the pub over on that side. Today's game is not being streamed on the Mill TV service, only abroad. Not in for UK viewers for some reason. Honeyman finds Brook Norton Cuffey over on the right side. He's taking his man on. He's got shirts around him. He's probably taking it too far. No, he's won a corner. Done well there, right side corner. We're just ticking past five minutes, so probably on route for six. Well, we are on route for six. By the laws of time, aren't we? But right side corner for George Honeyman to take. Set pieces has been a woeful disappointment for us this season. So let's uh, see what we can do here. Cooper, Harding in the middle. Imaku. What more on the line, pretty much. In it comes. Deep. It falls to Honeyman, who volleys it. Side foot volley. Wide left. Nice effort, but wide. Six minutes. Lovely touch there by Joe Bryan. Finds Idemai Marku. He's just taking it on. He's gone past his man into the box on the left. Across the face of the goal. There was no one in there for the touch. That's a beautiful bit of play there. Lovely, lovely touch. Work of art by Joe Bryan. Hang that in the, the, uh, the Louvre. Dear listeners, beautiful touch to set up by He just probably just took it a touch too far for himself. He got across him, but there was no one in the middle. He was in front of Bradshaw, no one behind him. Great tackle, Idemai Marku. That's penalised for it, but he made the effort to come across that will endear him to no end to the Millwall crowd. Inside the QPR half. Going to give away a free kick, give it away inside their half. I like the boys thinking. I like the look of the boy, personally. I think he's a great-looking striker, I don't know. It's good to see him get a start. So head over the top for Tom Bradshaw to go down. He does well to win a throw kick there. Yellow card, crowd appealing for red. He probably wasn't through on goal. Well, he weren't through on goal. He was on the edge of the penalty area. Duncan Watmore screaming for a red there. It's a free kick to Millwall. He worked it, though, listeners. I'm going to uh, tell you a little secret there because that was um, the ball, headed ball over the top. It was just in front of, of Bradshaw, but he managed to draw the, uh, the, the touch on the back and he went down easily. So um, good work, Tom Bradshaw. That's experience for you, dear listeners. As it is, free kick. Dangerous position. Joe Bryan to take it. I don't think I'm giving away any of the uh, secrets of the football industry by that revelation that um, Tom Bradshaw did well to work it. It's going to be Jules Honeyman that lines up to take it now. It is a shot. It's over the bar. Probably about six inches over the bar, but the goalkeeper had it covered in any event. Ambitious shot. Nice to see it. Queen's Park Rangers strolling around at the moment in a very casual style. Like they want to kill the clock already. We're only 12 minutes in, so a long while to go for that kind of approach. It's put them under pressure each time. Why they, why they persist in doing it is beyond me, but... They can carry on for the whole game if that's how they want to play. That's a nice press there. Millwall getting the ball back in the middle. That's a wayward pass there. They're on the 11 now to break forwards. He's got the two overlapping him. 
Jake Cooper cleans it up, like my Hoover, like my Henry Hoover at home, clean that up with a plum. Ground has filled up pretty well now. There's still quite a few blue seats knocking around the stadium for a I think a few have decided to have, well, they have tickets and they're sitting out at home, but um, as it is, it's still a pretty decent crowd in it. It's an official sellout, put it that way. I think a few have decided to carry on having their beer at home, and I don't blame them. This is uh, Joe Bryan now on the left side. He's trying to find Bradshaw, but that's gone away. But yeah, it's been a decent start. QPR haven't threatened anything as yet. And we've been harassing their, their attempts at playing the ball out from goal kicks quite, quite well. So um, good start from Millwall, 15 minutes into the game. 18 minutes. It's going to be a long throw chance for Ryan Leonard over on the right side, about halfway, about just over halfway inside the Queen's Park Rangers half. We've got the usual big guns have gone forwards. Jake Cooper, Wes Harding. In it comes. It's a looping up high. I think that's the um, that's a goal kick. I think that's my criticism of our long throws generally. They seem to loop upwards and downwards. It's like a golf kind of a chip shot almost rather than flighted in. You see some players that can really throw with direction and power. We don't seem to have anyone able to do that. But I do like to see a long throw. It's always um, one of the joys of the game, isn't it? Alongside the smell of frying onions and uh, uh, the rattle of turnstile. It's one of those uh, joys of the game. Ticking towards 21 minutes. Coming towards half halfway through the first half. Decent start by Mill. We've looked by far the... Uh, the more dangerous of the two sides without really carving out any direct chances, but uh, certainly we've looked bright. Long throw in from Ryan. It's into the box, always oh, across the penalty area. Oh, Joel Savile gets clipped. Free kick given the other way. That looked like uh, it was Bolts as he was trying to hook it in from close range. The defender's gone down, stayed down. I imagine that's what um, the referee's given the effect. He didn't give any decision. I thought he got balked as he was trying to click that in from close range there, and that's what he's telling the referee. Defender's clutching his head, but I think that's uh, showtime. I don't think there's any, anything wrong with him. Yeah, he's all right now. Surprise, surprise. Game's just getting a little bit more rough and tumbled in this one. It's pretty much Millwall for the most part. I think Cooper just raised their physicality slightly. More like a London derby now. That's a tough ball. What, Tom Bradshaw holds his hands in, in shock at the awfulness of that ball wide. It's gone for a uh, throw in for QPR. This is QPR now on the right, pressing forwards. It should be the 11 cuts past Jake Cooper like a knife through butter. It was all dangerous ball into the near post, put behind for a corner. Little moment of um, panic there. Right-sided corner for Queen's Park Rangers. Their most dangerous move of the, of the game, really. What are we on? About 28 minutes, 27 minutes. Here comes the corner. Deep near post ball. It flashes across the middle six-yard box. We look so fragile defensively at times, dear listeners. Referee's blown up. Someone's gone down clutching their face. Might be Savile. 33 minutes. Right-sided corner for Queen's Park Rangers. Game has become rather scrappy. In truth, it hasn't really uh, ignited. We've, we've not done badly so far, but um, as ever, across this whole season, we don't create chances. Um, QPR looking to pack the midfield. There's a ball into the middle. That's volleyed, volleyed over, high over. 
So, yeah, carving out chances and um, creativity has been the real problem all season, hasn't it, dear listeners? And so it is in this game so far. Lovely take and turn, Idamo Marcudez coming down the left side. Now he's on the run. He gets clipped. That's got to be a yellow card by the 11. Beautiful take and turn by Idamo on the halfway line and then uh, a break down the left side. But he got clipped from behind by the cynical defender. The mood in the den is settling into a kind of a lull at the moment. It hasn't been the most exciting half of football. It hasn't been the worst I've ever seen, that's for sure. But it hasn't... Um, thrown a match onto kerosene either so um, half time will come as a welcome respite I think free kick then taken short this is the 22 from the corner of the penalty area it's into a wall of blue shirts and um, it will bring away this is Duncan Watmore now on the break what can we do he's surging forwards he's got trying to find Idamo the ball was just a little bit um, scuffed unfortunately so I didn't find his man this is uh, Brady, the good tackle there, Idamo pokes to Duncan Watmore, will he have a go? Joel Saville, Bill Honeyman trying to combine with Idamo, here we are now, and just getting dispossessed at the last there, Idamo picks the ball up, surging running to the area, tries to take the shot, that is now to Watmore, this is Honeyman, just escapes him at the last, couldn't get the control of the ball there. George Honeyman stops his man by any means necessary there, gets a yellow card for his troubles. Comes always 45 minutes. Cause a bit of merriment around me in the uh, group on stand. Left his man rolling around on the floor. That's the kind of tackle we want to see down the den, dear listeners. Beautiful take by Tom Bradshaw. This is uh, Duncan Watmore in the middle. Overlapping him, Joe Savile. Can he get a shot away? Holds him to the box. One new mill, wall. Tom Bradshaw at the far post. Scuffed shot, come cross, I don't know what it was. Uh, Joel Savile picked up at the far post by Tom Bradshaw, who slides it home with a plob. Mill lead it 1-0, just the tonic that they needed with what, about a minute, I reckon, of the half to go. That's got the den on its feet, dear listeners. Nice finish, Tom Bradshaw. Ball kind of played uh, almost a surging run on the left side by Joel Savile. I don't know if it was a shot or a cross, I don't know which one it was. It falls to Tom Bradshaw at the far post who slides it in. So nice one. 1 0 Millwall. Don't like that song. I'll say it every time I hear it, dear listeners. It's been a six game unbeaten, a six game run without a win, and we're halfway there, dear listeners, as the half time whistle blows. Mill leading that late goal in the first half by Tom Bradshaw. 1 0. Um, overall, it's a scrappy game, dear listeners, but it's better to be on the winning side of a scrappy performance than on the losing side. It's good to see some energy up front with Duncan Watmore. And um, as I said, a really nice finish by Tom Bradshaw. So at the break, Lions lead it 1 0. Achtung, Milball. Teams are coming out for the second half, dear listeners. Um, they were leading, obviously, at the end of what was. In truth, a fairly mundane half of football. We were slightly better, I think, than performances we've seen in recent weeks. Um, the goal from Tom Bradshaw at the end of that first 45 minutes, obviously relieving a huge weight of pressure around And All we've got to do now is maintain our lead. And um, bang, Bob's your uncle. Um, that's all we've got to do. <laughs> anyway, teams are lining up for the second half. QPR are going to be attacking their fans and Mill will be attacking the goal blow. 
as per the dictums of the venerable Bede. Truth is, we didn't have much in the way of chance creation or shooting boots, but um, it's been the story of the season, so uh, let's not dwell on that. Away we go. Big 45 minutes from Millwall. Lovely take and turn by what Moy's shirt's been pulled, something chronic there. This is Dalton Cuffey now on the right side. He's run into a defender, unfortunately. Referee giving nothing for that blatant shirt pull. Oh, nice work there by Mark. Almost picked the pocket of that uh, number two there, like he did on Saturday. That was just his touch, uh, just got it away from him. Unlucky there, Imarco. I don't know. Oh, ball breaks his item. Imarco, the referee not giving any decision there. He's running to the penalty on the right side. The shot is battered round by the goalkeeper. Bradshaw and Watmore wanting in the middle. He went for the glory option there. It was a near post shot. He's batted around for a right side corner. I think he slightly couldn't believe his luck in getting through there. The, QPR defence looks at the referee for a whistle. It didn't come. And Imaku was free. May have expected to have done better there. Anyway, right-sided corner. 50 minutes. Nice little jinking run from Brooke Norton Cuffey. Mill on the right side of the Queen's Park Rangers half. One ball out wide. That's got away from Idamo, unfortunately. Nice tackle. Some nice tackling today by Millwall. That's been one thing I... Can say as a positive, as a ball floated over the top, that's going to get away from Idamo on the left side. 55 minutes. More open second half. 57 minutes. Linesman's gone down. Flushing his head. What's happened there? Right side linesman, he must have been hit with something. Talking to the security guy down there, that's all we need. Gang's back in play. Whatever that was all about, I'm, I'm guessing. I've got no um, insight. Lurch is down there now. They're going to the, the corner. So whether someone slung something, I don't know. Don't know. We'll find out more about it, I guess, after the game. Oh, so Wes Harding gets the, lets the ball get away from him. It's a chance for QPR. Shot from the 10. Sarkis was down very nicely. No power on the shot, thankfully. That was a mistake by Wes Harding. 63 minutes. I've got to say, he's looked a lot calmer, a lot more on it, Sarkis. They may be famous last words, but um, he's not given any of the kind of hear and scare and feeling that uh, we saw when he started in this uh, first choice position so far. <laughs> Coming towards the halfway point of the second half, we are still um, in a strong position here, listeners. Can we see it through? That's been another story of our season, isn't it? The number of late, late goals we've conceded. Let's uh, see if we've been working on that in whatever training sessions Joe Edwards has been able to muster with this side. Did a weak late afternoon sunshine illuminating the Dockers stand now, dear listeners. It's been a fairly grey afternoon, not cold. But a bit of sunshine now just to brighten the den as we come towards the last 15 minutes. It's going to be a free kick. Ryan Leonard to take it from the halfway line, right side. Lumped forwards. There's a Falls to uh, Jules Honeyman. It's over the top. It's uh, Duncan Watmore on the right side. He's getting away from him all the way there. It's over the bar. It's a difficult one to take. Jameson, Ginger and Lyon gets advertised again. Always when I fancy it the most, dear listeners. On the old illuminating advertising board around the den. Best server to crack, that's for sure. Fancy one of them. Right now. Jules Honeyman takes on the halfway line. Unfortunately, gone backwards, Ryan Forrest. The ball over the top. Uh, Marco gets 
bump there, the referee gives nothing. Ball over the top for a marker to run onto. Crowd howling, but the referee don't give it. He got, he got clearly balked as he went through there. And the speakers of completely neutral voice in these matters, dear listeners. You know that. That's why you tune into this Akdung Mill podcast with its uh, impartiality. This is QPR pressing down our left side. Ball swung in deep. Oh, ball across the face of the goal. Wow. It's gone for a corner. Must come off a Millwall uh, boot there. I didn't see that. About 12 minutes to go. Wow. Probably their chance, their best chance of the half. And hopefully it'll be their only chance. This is a corner on the, on the left side, though. Taken by the 10. Millwall switched off there slightly. Ball into space. That's headed away by Fleming. Norton Cuffey picks the ball up there from that long pass towards from West Ham. This is Zian Fleming. Can he do? Oh, lovely taken shot. Just wide of the left side post there. Nice move. That was a Zian of old moment there, listeners. Just curled away, maybe six inches wide of the left side post. Comes with 10 minutes to go. QPR now. Pressing forwards. Maybe 82 minutes. Old Mill switched off there. The ball runs loose at 20. Almost conceded another penalty there, listeners. That's gone for a goal kick, surely. QPR hounding the referee for a penalty. I don't think it was a penalty. There was a moment where the potential flashed through my mind in like a, a flashback from previous you know, traumas. But I don't think that was. And as I, as I keep saying, I speak as a completely impartial judge. Ramon Essay coming into the game. There goes my, there goes my conspiracy theory, dear listeners. Demarco's come out. That was who Essay came in for, listeners. Good applause. My man of the match. I think that was an announcement by Mr. Bifanel. He's the official club's man of the match. One, two. This is uh, going to be a throw-in on the right side. Chance to run. Then let's do a long throw, I'd imagine. 88 minutes. Possibly 89. In it comes. A decent throw near to the uh, six-yard box. It falls back to Ryan Leonard. Deep cross. That's over. Over hit. Just gone for a corner. Stayed in play somehow. Left-sided corner. Millwall. waiting for the extra time the added time to be shown I'll make it we're at 45 minutes in the second half left sided corner anyway meantime 10 minutes 10 minutes wow in comes the ball it's across the face of the goal it's gone in the net Murray Wallace 2-0 Millwall long for uh, cross to the far post from the corner Murray Wallace just kind of clips it in almost seems to loop it in slow motion Murray Wallace though 2-0, that should wrap it up. 10 minutes or no 10 minutes, dear listeners. Lurking at the far post. Great to see it. 2-0 up. 10 minutes to play. Millwall can't let it go from here, listeners. Can they? Ticking towards the last few seconds of the game. This is obviously a very um, <clears throat> comfortable, I'd say, win in the end. Queen's Park Rangers have pressed forwards. More in the second half, having gone behind in that uh, terrific goal. There is the final whistle. 
Mr. Bifernow can bring out his greatest hits of status quo album, personal copy. Um, overall, comfortable win for the Lions. Uh, I've said a few times, two poor sides, but we were the better of those two poor sides. We prevailed in a big six point, in my opinion, London derby. That should give us a decent cushion to take to Friday night's home game versus Norwich City. Man of the match for me, I'm gonna go for him, Ida Marku. I really like what I saw from him today. George Honeyman, um, George Savile never uh, never stopped running. We still look a bit defensively fragile a little bit, but uh, let's enjoy Francis Rossi singing an old John Fogarty number. Haven't heard that one in a while, dear listeners. Thank you for listening. We'll be back after these messages. Achtung, Mehlball. So three very, very valuable points yesterday, Boxing Day. Dear listeners, sees Millwall... Uh, put a bit of a cushion between ourselves and Queen's Park Rangers in that third relegation spot. They're in the 22nd space on 20 points. Then Huddersfield, who won yesterday, which was the, perhaps the only sour note to, was a very, very fine day for Mill in the end. Um, on 25 points, 21st position, so five-point gap between them and QPR. And then ourselves, uh, 26 points in 20th, with possibly crucially come the end of the season at the moment, and these things change a minus five goal difference uh, in contrast to the double-digit um, minus goal differences all around us. So that's effectively a point if um, if you look at it in you know that way. So um, all in all, a good day. Yes, let's have a quick listen now to Joe Edwards speaking to Mill TV on the club website published on X. The big thing now is two clean sheets on the bounce and in terms of what we did with the ball today, the way we played, we still know there's loads and loads to improve, but um, we've we've found a place in these last couple of games where we're defending the box well. Again, I'm trying to recall Matty Sarkic having to make an actual big save. I don't think he did. So for a lot of the a lot of the times where QPR looked quite neat and tidy and, and we were up against it at times, we really rode it out well um, and get the second goal. And it, it feels like a different place for us in here when you get the second goal. Um, a big result. There you go, dear listeners. That's the free-to-air version. Um, if you're subscribing to Mill TV, you do get to uh, listen to that four or five-minute interview with Joe Edwards, who speaks very well. But I, I do get a sense that the pressure has been telling on his uh, young managerial shoulders. Certainly, I think in the in the freebie clip that the club have put out on on X, you can see a certain relief uh, to get over the line yesterday. It's, uh, it's It's been a while coming, that home victory, and it's eluded us unluckily on a few occasions. Yesterday's performance, um, I thought, was, 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 you know, I think, as he said there, it was a mixed performance. Let's be really honest. We can't say that we tore up any trees yesterday, but we did enough to get past a very poor relegation-bound, in my opinion, uh, Queen's Park Rangers side. And that's all that was required yesterday. I said at the start of the game that performance can come in a long way second to result and that's pretty much what we've got two two decent goals from Tom Bradshaw at the end of the first half and then Murray Wallace of course late 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 in the second half um Joe mentioned Sarkic and I think he's right I, I, I last couple of games even at um at Stoke and um certainly yesterday didn't have huge amounts to do what he has had to do he's looked smart and nimble and I'm hoping that that builds confidence for the uh, for the boy because 
Um, a good goalkeeper in front of a defence that for me still looks a bit fragile, but um, I can't argue with Joe's point about, you know, a clean sheet, Saturday clean sheet today. And that's what, an unbeaten run now? Three games, is it? So let's let's look at for all the positive things we can muster up out of yesterday. So um, that's got to build Sarkic's confidence and that can only be a good thing. Let's have a quick listen to um, another interview the club put out with Joe Bryan. He speaks well too. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's We've got so many games coming up that whoever plays and whoever goes into these these games, we know that we can be solid at the back and, and, and that gives us a base to build from. If we're, if we're not going to lose games, we, we need to either win them or draw them and not conceding goals is the best way to do that. Defensive solidity being the watchword there. That's, that's Joe Bryan speaking to Mill TV after the game. Um, I still am not 100% convinced that we're as defensively solid as perhaps the um, score sheets are, are, are showing at the moment, but I'll take it, take it all day long, dear listeners. Um, I do see from time to time some errors and some uh, mistakes in our central defenders, some bad passes at times where we nearly put QPR into positions where they could have done better had there been a better side. Um, but that's carping on the back end of what was in the end a comfortable enough 2 0 win. So uh, well done all round and great to see the relief in um, Joe Edwards' face. So it's that time again, dear listeners. Time for the voicemails. We've got a good range of voicemails sent into us after yesterday's Boxing Day victory. So we're going to kick off, first of all, all the way from Perth in Western Australia. It's going to be Dave Baccarini. Let's have a listen to what Dave says. Nick, Dave here from sunny Australia after the uh, QPR game. Wow. Oh, it's a joy and relief. I'm sure we all feel the same. Overall, I thought we played okay. Solid, not fantastic. Seen a few reviews online who are quite negative about the performance. I was a bit more upbeat. I thought it wasn't too bad. It wasn't great, but I thought we deserved to win. That's the key point to make here. Um, the key points I want to do, and I've got about three of them, our defence is beginning to look like the good old days. It's quite solid. Keep, uh, keeper really has to do anything dramatic in the last few games. And against uh, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Sunderland and QPR, the defence has really looked good. And I'll lead on to why I think that is in a minute. The second thing, I, I thought that our forwards pressed really well today with Bradders, Imaku and Watmore. Um, our pressing has been a bit haphazard and a bit holy and I was, they seem to get round it pretty easy but I thought that was quite critical in setting up our, um, our pressure. Finally I want to go into a couple of individual players. The first one is Leonard he's been massive and the fact that he's been managed to play three or four games Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Is a key reason for the strength of our defence. Next player I want to highlight is Saville. He has been really solid the last few games, and as we all say, he should be captain, but he has put in a, a shift every game he's been in. The third player I want to do is Imaku. I think we'll all agree the best um, game he's played and shows he should be starting from the beginning, gives us energy. And that's the point. I thought the team selection today was with quite quick players, with Honeyman and Watmore and Imaku and even Brian to some extent. I thought we added a bit more pace to the overall team. And finally, the last player I want to mention, I must admit, I've got a real soft spot for this player. He was my man at a match, and a lot of what he did was understated. But I'm going for Honeyman. I thought Everett really important, buzzing around, hassling the other players, and um, and some good touches as well. So, come on, you Lions, and on to Norwich on Friday. Bye, Nick. Fantastic stuff from Dave out there in Perth. Envying your sunny weather out there, Dave. It's not been too bad over here, so uh, mustn't moan too much. Make you right about the deserving to win part. I must admit I'm feeling a little bit like one of these negative nicks online about the defence. Um, the score sheet is going to do the talking. I, I think there's just moments where we, we, we're trying to adapt to building from the back rather than lumping it long, you know, as in the traditional <laughs> Millwall style. Um, and I think maybe um, there are moments where we looked a little panicky, um, but then we're going to get that. So I'm going to have to try, and I'm going to try and follow your sunny optimism out there in, in Australia, Dave, and try to look on the bright side. Um, certainly, um, three games unbeaten is doing all the talking that Joe Edwards will want done, and that will shut me up, that's for sure. Um, make you right about the pressing. That was very impressive yesterday, and I think that we... Um, we really made the most of QPR's desire to play the game in this very strange modern style. I, I will uh, be forever a child of the 1970s listeners and I, I do struggle with the idea that players um, can pass it around their own penalty area and, and um, get away with it. I mean, I watched the um, the evening game when it was Liverpool at Burnley. They, they've got players that are able to do that. Manchester City can do it. Um, maybe Arsenal, the like. You know, you're talking about the top table where you can... I don't know if you ever look comfortable doing it, but they've got players that can adapt to it. I'm not sure that Queen's Park Rangers, and I'm not even too sure that Millwall have, if I'm going to be honest, but it's the way of the modern world, and I've got to get used to it. I'm going to have to get used to that, dear listeners. Um, your, your highlighted players, yeah, Ryan Leonard, what a player. Um, what a servant to the club he's been. I know that injuries have blighted his time with us. Um, there's not much he can do about it, but I do get a sense that the club are aware of his frailties in that sense. And I'm going to guess that he's probably in good hands with Joe Edwards and Andy Myers and, and the, the staff around the club now because, um, fingers crossed, he stays fit. And so far, so good on that front. He's certainly put in a good uh, performance, as did George Savile. I won't argue with any of your choices there, Dave. Um, my man, the match, I said it in real time, and I'm going to say it again, like you've just said it, mate. That's Idamo and Marku. I love the boys' hunger. I love the boys' willingness to run. 
and uh, he, he put a great message on um, on X about that was for yous going full Irish yous out there and um, I like his style I like the boys um, chutzpah chutzpah that's what he's got and um, I think it's going to be a, a star of the future I don't know I want to see him start against Norwich Friday night um, yeah, and also yeah team selection takes um, you know Joe Edwards I think is also finding his feet in the job and there's been you know some fairly strong messages posted on 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 online and also on on this show about Joe Edwards and whether he is up to it well you know he's, he's, he's learning his way as well as well as trying to aim for something higher so um yes he was a good step in the right direction as as we've all said it wasn't the um you know a worldie in terms of a spectacle but it was certainly good enough to get past Queen's Park Rangers so big thank you there Dave Baccarini we're gonna have a listen to Bobby now let's have a listen to Bobby good afternoon Merry Christmas Nick Hart and the Millwall podcast well did we see that coming but I don't give a flying fuck great result my Wallace you can have the freedom of Peckham anywhere you want to Bradshaw love you great grinded that result three points on the board did we have faith we do have the Lions aren't back let's not get excited now boys and girls Ladies and gentlemen, it's still a long way to go, but that is a six-point cushion. Apparently, it was a terrible game. I don't care. I was at work. I missed it. I'll be there for the Norwich game. Maybe I'm a bit too in. I was so, so nervous. But London is Millwall Blue. Sorry, your QPR little waste of QPR quarter pounder rubbish. I didn't see the game. Was working. Three points needed. Now, let's build on it. Amaku in the starting lineup straight away. Bradshaw, yeah, Nisbet, I don't really care. Two million pound waste of nothing. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Millwall boys. Nick, we're not back yet. Let's not get carried away. But three points, six points clear. Come on, you Lions. A unique delivery there by, by Bobby, Mr Cheeky. Big thank you, Bobby, for getting in touch with us. Um, I'm not sure I can go with it. I think Nisbet's a very good player. Um, I'm not sure he's been used correctly, but certainly with Imaku and Bradshaw yesterday, that was a lovely little um, beginning. We've seen a lot of part beginnings of partnerships. I thought Bradshaw and Nisbet looked like a pretty good starting um, partnership, but we saw Imaku yesterday, and I love the boys running, as we've said already. So, um, yeah, um, bold talk from Bobby. Bold talk from Bobby. Good, hope, good to hear from you, mate. And um, make you right about Murray Wallace's late, late finish there at the far post, um, sneaking up, as, as did, of course, Tom Bradshaw in the first half. Uh, big thank you, Bobby. Let's have a listen to Chicago Joe. Sounds like he ought to be running a speakeasy in downtown, uh, you know, Chicago in the 1920s. <laughs> All right. Joe from Chicago here. Come on, you lions. Two back post runs giving Millwall two goals over just a crap QPR team. That team is not good. And finally, Millwall did what they had to do against a crap team at home. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. Just finally, just Millwall getting what they need to do done. Three shots on goal is still not enough, but whatever. Today, I will take it. Just... Wonderful effort. Sarkic playing the ball at his feet is great. Uh, Cooper, whew, he made some bad passes, but overall played great. And Maku's pace is fabulous. Bradders, when he's there, 
just lovely. Uh, I really loved what I saw today. Brooke Norton Cuffey is such a proper player at that right wing back spot. Throw him in midfield, throw him at defense. He can do everything. Wow. I'm so happy to get this first home win since September. It was just way too long. Man. Feeling a real sense of relief going into Norwich, which I think we all know how that usually goes. They're taking four points from this three-match stint ahead of the new year. I will take anything else will be a bonus. Cheers. Happy Boxing Day. Come on, you Lions. Way back before COVID, Mrs. Hart and I had a really lovely holiday in uh, the great state of Maine, northeastern uh, USA. And the town that we stayed in was called, in the local pronunciation, was called uh, South Berwick, as in Berwick. And I couldn't get with the pronunciation of Berwick. So whenever I'd go into town to go and get some shopping or, um, you know, engage in um, perhaps a, a tipple of local brew over a bar or something, I would insist on pronouncing the town Berwick, which they thought charming and very British. And, um, you know, they just love the accent. Um, there we are. Silent W. It's always a bit of a, a bit of a catch there. But big thank you, Joe. Um, yeah, QPR, what a poor side. But we've got to dispatch these kinds of teams, dear listeners. Joe's right. Um, too many games have got away from us where we've we've let slip other poor sides and let them back into it. And, you know, obviously once the second goal went in yesterday, my, my relief must have been palpable on that live uh, stream that I did because, um, you know, it did feel like a big weight was lifted around the den. That one nil, you never knew what, what might happen. Make you right about Brooke Norton Cuffey. He's a very, very good player. What a lone player, though. So, you know, we, we don't want to fall in love with any lone players, as, as Harry often says. Job done, though. Job done. Do make you right there, Joe. Big thank you to Chicago Joe and his speakeasy in downtown Chicago. Big thank you, mate. Um, let's have a listen now to Vince Lee. Vince Lee. Hello, Nick. Vinny Block 2. Just have a couple of thoughts of today after today's game. Um, yeah, Decent performance, but three points is three points, which we needed, especially with Stoke now being 2-0 up at half-time, Rotherham winning. Um, there's a there's a bit of a gap growing, which is nice. Um, so the team, I think the big difference from today, from all the last so maybe five or six home games, is we battled. We battled for every ball. Um, now, that could be because you had Savile and Honeyman in midfield, and they're like two... Kill dogs, aren't they? Attack dogs. They go out and they will fight for everything. I thought Ironman had a very good game. I thought Marku obviously had a good game. Um, got obviously voted man of the match. And yeah, got no arguments for that. A uh, bit of pace up front makes all the difference, doesn't it? I know he played on the left for the first half and most of the second. But yeah, he put some challenges in, chased every ball. Um, the only thing I think you can criticise him about is just his decision-making. But that will come with time and match and matches, really. Um, in the second half, when he ran down the right on a break, he could have played the ball early for two players running on, but decided to keep hold of it and take the shot. Um, as I said, that will come with games. Um, other than that, I think the two um, full-backs, wing-backs, whatever you want to call them, I thought Joe Bryan and Leonard had great games. Um, Joe Bryan gives us that different attacker and option down the left. And Leonard very rarely puts a foot wrong, does he? And also Harding. Um, I do like Harding. He has a mistake in him, but doesn't everyone who tries to play football at the back? Um, but he got Coops out of trouble a few times, um, which was good. And what I also liked is the um, substitutes did make a difference. Um, Wallace came on and actually done all right for the 15, 20 minutes he was on. It might not even be that long. Um, and Fleming um, had some nice touches and a decent shot, which was just um, deflected behind. 
other than that, yeah, good game. So, on to Friday. Three points. Come on, you lines. Cheers, Vinny. Good good stuff, mate. Yeah, I'll make it right about Imaku's decision-making. There's a couple of moments where he... He probably took the wrong choice, but he is a young man. I really like the energy and the buzz and the the, the fact that, you know, we had some pace up front. And um, so that's going to come in time. I, I want to see him start much more regularly. And I think the goals will come. And I think the decision-making, the you know, there were, there were a couple of moments you're right where maybe the ball was uh, inside or something, you know, um, but we won't flog that point. Um, just the, the other point you make about George Honeyman, I think it was Dave that made the same point earlier on in the show um playing more centrally i suppose than perhaps he's been used previously i mean we'll never describe him as a winger but he's been the kind of a right-sided or uh yeah well, kind of a, a midfielder on on either wing really i think it's a bit of a the curse of the um you know the, the flexible man isn't it you know the utility man you, you go anywhere but the place that you're probably best suited um it's callum styles i think probably fell into that category when he was with us um, but I thought he actually looked very effective yesterday alongside Jules Savile, as others have said, putting a pretty strong performance. So good to see, good to see. And, and yeah, I, I, I second uh, the praise for Joe Edwards' substitution. He's, again, he's feeling his way through the job and then can be an unforgiving arena. So um, really glad to see the um, you know the substitutions worked. And as I said at the start of this little piece, you could see the relief in his face when he did that post-match interview with the club. So, um, yeah, good stuff there. Big thank you, Vin- Vinny. Um, let's have a listen to Jim Hackett. Let's have a listen to Jim now. Morning, Nick. Jim Hackett here. I uh, don't know what to say about yesterday's game, apart from, thank God, it was three points. It was uh, certainly a, a testing game in terms of quality and, and where we get. But to be fair, that ball from Savile was absolutely top draw. You know, for Bradshaw to put his goal in. And how lovely for Murray to, to nick one towards the end. The rest of the game pretty much uh, passed me by because, like I say, the, the quality wasn't there. But you've you got to say the effort was in there. I thought Savile and Honeyman were perfect for that game, full of energy, full of drive. And Honeyman doesn't get a lot of plaudits on here, but you've got to say that he, he uh, worked his tribe off yesterday. And Sav, again, I think he's steady when he's got somebody working so hard alongside him. And uh, probably gave Billy a little kick up the ass because I thought Honeyman did what Billy can do if, if he opens his eyes a little bit. I think um, once the Norse fit, then there might just be a little change in there. But apart from that, obviously Leonard does what Leonard does. He's uh, He's been a rock for us this season. Harding played okay. Cooper didn't do too badly, I thought, apart from... Uh, when he got involved in pantomime season at the end where he's lashing the ball straight up in the air and uh, could have gone anywhere. But overall, I think we probably just about deserved the win and the game was all about the points. It wasn't about quality or anything else. It just gives us that little six-point cushion that can very quickly disappear if we keep playing the way we're playing. I think Friday against Norwich, we might be under the cosh again but if they can play with that sort of passion and that sort of drive then you never quite know i think the big question now is where do we go in january has he got the ability to bring players in that will make a difference we all know where we need players but you know who knows what joe edwards contacts will let him have or where we'll go with it but overall i think we've all got to be happy with the three points i know i am and i'm sure most of the Millwall support is so Hopefully, we'll get to Friday and not 
too many injuries, if any. I think Norton Cuffey be interesting to see what happens with him after getting a boot in the head. And uh, Lenny, after taking that battle at the end, it might just be that he's on a danger list, but let's hope not. So overall, happy with the points. Performance, just getting used to those sort of performances now. I think the, the free-flowing front foot football that we all promised hasn't arrived yet. Maybe if some new players come in, we'll get that. But we'll just take the, the win and uh, it's been a long time coming. So come on, you Lions. Cheers, Jim. Yeah, free-flowing front foot football. That, I remember that promise. Um, at the moment, I think the reality is probably for the... We've got 22 games now left after yesterday in the season. And survival is number one. That doesn't really lend itself to the beautiful game, does it? It lends itself to grinding out points as much as possible, which is the reality of it. I mean, who knows what... Uh, you know, January looms, as, as Jim's just said, and who knows what... Um, we can expect to come in. Um, we clearly do need some quality to come in. I mean, we've already heard from Joe Bryan at the start of this this section, and the quality of the man leaps out every time he gets on the ball. So you know, more, and, and Brooke Lowell and Cuff has been mentioned a few times. Um, so more more of that. Um, whether that's going to come in on loan from, uh, you know, um, Joe Edwards's contact book is that's that's going to be the big test, isn't it? Um, Certainly the season runs down very fast, I find, once you get past the new year, once the FA Cup games get out of the way. You find yourself looking at the end of the season quite quickly. So um, we do need to maintain this little bit of momentum that we've got from yesterday. So a big thank you to to uh, Jim Hackett. Let's go with a second Jim on my list here. Jim Littler, let's have a quick listen to Jim. Hello, Nick. Jim Littler. First of all, happy Christmas to you, mate, and all the listeners. So it's refreshing today to see a performance of uh, good energy and looking like we actually could score a few goals. Great also to see uh, Joe Edwards at the end on the TV. I didn't go today. I think I was one of the uh, 3,000 or so that didn't turn up. Uh, definitely were a sellout. Um, but yeah, Joe Edwards going up to the crowd and giving it the fist pumps and shouting, fucking come on, was superb. Uh, thought uh, Leonard, Savile, they were my men in the match today. I thought... Ryan Leonard was absolutely superb. You know, I think uh, Isaiah Chair is definitely their main player and Leonard had him in his pocket pretty much all day long. Uh, close with Savile, as I say, for me, man of the match. Great to see him, Arku. Yeah, he's still got a lot to learn, but put it about a bit. Showed his pace a couple of times. And I think Watmore as well started instead of Fleming. Helped the team driving forward. He was knackered after 60 minutes, so surprised he kept him on until about the 75th. But now, all in all, really pleased with today. It keeps us nicely above that bottom three, which say I've personally got no doubts that we'll be uh, we'll be clear of relegation. I've got no doubts about that. Uh, you got to give this fella time. I keep saying it. I've said it a few times. Uh, I think in January, just a couple couple of extra bodies in there, bit of pace, bit of creativity, get Denor back. And, uh, yeah, we'll still lose a few. We'll still be disappointed a few times. But, you know, I think uh, going forward now, we're, we're always better in the second half of the season. So, no doubt we'll clear clear relegation and uh, get to the summer. And then let's really see what Joe can bring in and see what next year looks like. So, listen, well pleased. On to Friday. Let's hope we can uh, put on another good show at the Den. I forgot what... Uh, 
rocking all over the world sounded like. So, yeah, nice to see that and hear that. So, yeah, well done, boys. Come on, you lions. Yeah, I do think that was Mr. Byfernow's personal copy of Status Quo's, um, you know, greatest hits. I don't think he streams up there. I don't think he's doing the streaming. Um, happy Christmas to you two and all the listeners, everyone around the world. Actually, it's, it's quite nice to be speaking to you all on the show in the aftermath of a decent win. Um, however much uh, we can all look at the performance, um, as, as a, I think we all have across this show, we can all say, yeah, that performance. And in fairness to Joe Edwards, I think he said similar thing on the short clip that we played, that there's a lot to improve. Um January being the crucial one. I think you're right there, Jim, about a bit of pace and a bit of creativity, a bit of quality, as I say. Just on the subject of the no shows, I mean it wasn't it was a sellout, I thought an official sellout, but there were loads of um, you know, spare seats knocking around. I, I had a very large portly gentleman sat next to me wearing a puffer jacket in his seat. I was in my seat, but anyway, he sat right up next to me. It's a bit like being on holiday where people kind of sit next to you and, and put their towels right next to your sunbed. Um, so yeah, it was it was an odd an odd day in that way, Boxing Day. Not easy to travel to the den yesterday, dear listeners. For anyone that was coming in by public transport, it was not an easy easy task. It was a bit of a mission because the station was shut, South Bermondsey. Uh, the underground was running, but that's quite a trot if you don't know where you're going and if you're not not your um you know not coming in from your own natural direction. So, um yeah, I mean, it was a decent crowd there yesterday. I don't know how many were at the QPR end where I stand and or where I sit rather. I can't get a sight of them, so I don't know how many they brought, but um, they didn't really make much noise. So, um, at times, and I'm not going to say you're not going to overstretch the atmosphere yesterday. Because uh, it wasn't a great game, but um, at times the atmosphere was good yesterday, and that's that's good to hear. It's refreshing, and as Jim says, it does give us the win, gives us a bit of a cushion to the bottom three, which is really all it was. The whole thing was about, and I like your optimism, Jim. Love your optimism, mate. Let's go now with Michael Avery. Good morning. This is the Wednesday morning after the Boxing Day fixture with QPR. Dear listener, Michael Avery here. I'm hoping this voice note gets to Nick in time. If not, uh, you can always delete it. Oh, so yesterday's game. Firstly, um, good attendance for a Boxing Day. I know the uh, everywhere in the social media, left, right, and centre, was saying it's a sellout. A few empty blue chairs around me, but nevertheless, good numbers for uh, good numbers for Boxing Day. And shout out to a bloke who sits near me called Mark, mate of mine who um, had the choice of either peeling potatoes or going to Millwall. I didn't know which one was more painful, but we saw him at the den. Uh, right, first half, very, very, very forgettable affair. Um, two sides who are low on quality um, and very much cancelled each other out. I do think as well uh, that QPR are a bad team, bad team. Um, and it was reminiscent of the Huddersfield game where just things just weren't flowing particularly well. Um, I thought also as well, it was a shame to see Millwall at times revert back to the long ball. Uh, that Edwards has obviously been trying so hard to get out of our system because every time we tried to play the long ball, um, Cooper would just smash it out for a throw or a goal kick all the time. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'll comment on that. I'm not a massive convert in playing it along the ground and doing all this. I very much believe if you need to play it long, play it long. But, you know, it, it's it was a shame that that was creeping back in slowly. However, um, we kept them out for the opening 45 minutes. Not a lot really happened. And until um, the goal, uh, four minutes added on, uh, you know, we didn't do much neither, but we kept them at bay. Uh, second half, we were the better side, but a bit similar to the first half, quiet. 
quite a dull game overall. Not a lot happened um, except for the sort of Murray Wallace tapping. Let's be honest, apart from a couple of moments where QPR had some chances, they did absolutely nothing. And like I just said a moment ago, a really bad side. Um, we moan sometimes that, you know, when we're in possession, we always want to play it back to the goalkeeper. Um, and I know they did it a couple of times to Begovic and, and their, their fans were booing as well. Um, it wasn't a pretty affair. It wasn't a good game. But like I said, when we drew with, with Huddersfield, um, that if, um, if that is what's at the bottom of the table, then we'll be absolutely fine because I just don't uh, think that they've got anything, um, anything those teams down there to really trouble us. QPR went on that little run, that new manager syndrome, good luck run, but nothing's happened with them since. And all the other teams down the bottom of Pony as well. Um, not saying that we're world beaters by any means, um, but we we were a lot better than QPR and we weren't particularly playing well. Big thank you, Michael. The recording actually ended very short, shortly after that last bit. I've clipped that to make it sound like a, a natural conclusion, Michael, but I don't know if you pressed um, stop recording or something but apologies if you did and there was more but uh yeah qpr very poor side uh i like the danny baker post quite possibly relegated qpr quite possibly relegated which i think speaks volumes for their their um setup they're a very negative side i suppose you have to be when you you really aren't playing with any great um skill or you know depth of approach so um they got their just desserts i think although there was one moment in the second half where they went close i think i might have um whooped or made a made a kind of a, a guffaw or something during the course of the recording there was one moment where we slightly dodged a bullet in the second half i think it was but anyway poor side and we beat them more than good and let's have a listen now to show regular matt webb let's have and see what matt's got to say hi nick matt webb here um Wow, we needed that win, didn't we? Um, another battling performance um, for which a little bit of lady luck did come our way in terms of the sitters that uh, QPR missed, but not here to talk about them, talk about us. Yeah, great win um, against our rivals. That gives us a six-point cushion between us and QPR. And as I said the other day, put their goal difference in. You might as well make that a seven-point difference. The I just wanted to highlight um, what I'm. Well, I'm basically going to just concur what I said about Imaku. As I said, I'm a big fan of him. Shows today that he enjoys playing football and wants to play, and thoroughly deserves his spot in the first team at the moment. You know his energy. His aggression really provides Millwall another asset to the starting eleven. I also want to highlight Duncan Watmore, and oh, I'm going to put my hands up, and I will, you know, I'll eat the uh, classic humble pie. I wasn't a big fan of him, but I didn't think he brought anything to the team. Um, however, under Edwards, I feel there's a different player, and. Yesterday, I felt he demonstrated that um, he does. He brings a lot more energy to the team as opposed as opposed to Fleming at the moment, and he justifies his position. So, I will happily eat humble pie on that side of things. Um, really pleased it's a second clean sheet. 
really am pleased. It's a second clean sheet for Sarkic. You know, it's as that the, and the defence even tails are up there because we're going to go into a game now on Friday night against Norwich, which is going to be another challenge. We just need to keep the momentum up. As I said, if we can come out of Norwich unscathed again, we will we will see. We'll be start looking up. Let's just say that as opposed to looking down. Um, arguably, some of the results didn't go our way uh, yesterday, but the gap increases between us and the bottom three. And that's what we've got to look at, really, at the moment. So, on to Norwich. And, yeah, we need to have the same sort of energy against them. And they're a bit up and down at the moment in their form. So, do you know what? They're there for the taking. I always think that. And then roll on to the new year. So, come on, you Lions. See you all Friday. Let's keep the atmosphere up. And, yeah. Let's do it. Nice stuff, Matt. Um, good point about Watmore. We haven't even mentioned him. I think we've barely mentioned him on this show, which is interesting, given that he's in for star uh, Zian Fleming, who's on the bench. Um, I agree. I think he brought a lot of energy. We've looked at a better team with him than we did with Zian starting. And when Zian did come in late, um, I think he's had a little bit of a, you know, a prick little prick up his bum um so to speak metaphorically um to get him get him playing um so no i think it's been nothing but good duncan what more so i as as ever with these shows you think afterwards i should have mentioned this and i should have mentioned but a good point about what more we've we've spoken about him arguing many times um one thing i think is interesting you touched on it there matt is he does enjoy to enjoy playing football it's not always apparent on every in every player is it um and he's you know like i said at the start um it shows chutzpah and i like that in in the boy so the you know more power to his to his elbow other results yeah it wasn't you know we could have done with some better results elsewhere but uh, we don't control that you only control the uh, the scoreline that uh, you know where we take the field and um we're up against it against norwich on friday night but uh, it's a good start yesterday so final message now is from show regular ben anthony let's have a listen to ben hello nick hello listeners ben anthony here calling in uh the day after the boxing day win over qpr which was of great relief to everyone i think um a, a mixed game i thought i thought that the first half was was pretty poor to be honest i didn't i didn't think it was a very exciting match uh, but uh, we we obviously took our chance right at the end of the half, and that seemed to to sort of guide us on a little bit. And um, the the players picked picked up a bit more fight in the second half. And I thought the second half was quite entertaining, and uh, the sort of thing that we've been looking for, the sort of performance we've been looking for. Uh, I thought it was a big improvement. I think the lineup was looking much better. It looked more balanced. Um, Brian has that extra gives that extra support on the left, and uh, I thought Imaku was outstanding. Um, thoroughly deserved the man of the match um, announcement in the game. I thought he was absolutely brilliant and and fully deserves his chance to start the next match. Uh, and I thought Watmore worked well um, in that sort of number ten role replacing Fleming. So I'd I'd like to see that carry on for a little while. 
I think that was a, a, a good formation, a good setup, and so I, I would stick with that for certainly for the next game and see where it takes us. Uh, but yeah, we finally got a result <laughs> at the Den. Three months is a long time to wait, and um, yeah, I thought it was quite amusing that around about ninety minutes there was a Mister Den announcement, and I was wondering if that was Mister By for now panic. Um, in complete panic, looking for the rocking all over the world CD uh, that he'd been using as a coaster for the last couple of months, maybe. Uh, so yeah, I, but um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Really, really pleased with that, and hopefully this is a chance for us to sort of kick on a bit now, uh, and we we go again on Friday, and let's hope to see you know continued improvement and steps in the right direction. Anyway, come on, you lions. Cheers, Ben. Yeah, I forgot about Mr. Den, and I don't think I included it in my my live live stream of consciousness. But um, we're not here for that kind of stuff, really, listeners, are we? Mr. Den did indeed leave the building. Um, there we go. Um, yeah, result gets a monkey off of our back. I think then Frank Sinatra say that, and the man with a gold arm, I got a monkey on my back, and um, that that home form was a monkey on our collective back so big thank you to ben well done to joe edwards and the squad yesterday for getting that result well done everyone that showed up at the den <laughs> wasn't easy to get there yesterday so well done everybody and um big thank you to everyone that sent in voicemails to contribute to this show um if you get a chance listeners do have a look on my x um channel uh, was it account i suppose you'd call it um, vote for Akdung in the Sports Podcast Awards. Um, my, my expectation levels are pretty low because we are up against some Premier League signs. I think we've got a couple of podcasts from Arsenal, Spurs and Everton, as well as from other sports, the Chicago White Sox and um, Miami Dolphins in, in the gridiron football. So, you know, we are up against some pretty global names. But anyway, when did that ever stop Millwall in the past? Um, so if you do get a chance, any votes you can spare, for Mill, uh, for Akdong Mill, we most welcome. Um, that's that, dear listeners. It's the day after Boxing Day. I'm now going to go and have myself a nice little nip of uh, 19 Crimes Red Wine, which I fully recommend to you. I'm on no kind of bonus or anything like that, but it's a lovely drop of red. So um, all the best to everyone. Arriva Dirty Mill, and we'll be back after the Friday night game against uh, Norwich. Only kidding you, Joe from Chicago. There's nothing more funny to the English ear than the uh, transatlantic mispronunciations of our beloved country. See you at the weekend, dear listeners. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.